something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are the one, two, three, sore losers! Sore losers! (laughs) Hey, hey, did I nail that or what? No, you didn't. You're about uh, half a second late. You want to try it again? Dang it. Yeah. All right, ready? No, no, keep recording. Here we go. We are the one, two, three, sore losers! Sore losers! He's still late. Still late. That's all right. Yeah. What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. So I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. What up, y'all? It's Sizz, and I got a good analogy. Hold for it for just one second. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I'm 34 years old. And I used to shotgun White Claws at the bar. I can't anymore. There's a thing called, what is it called? Oh, yeah, social distancing. So right now I'm on the west side of Nashville um, on Cabot Drive, and I am shotgunning White Claws with Baser. What? Did you say your street? <laughs> it's a long street Cabot with a drive, with huh? a ton of uh, apartments. Okay, got you. And good Not luck, really, Coach. I think there's only two apartments on that one. Actually. <laughs> and I can narrow it down by the, the shots of the sunset you post. I know where your balcony is. Interesting. And okay, uh, the analogy I was going to make is: once you enter into a house and you've made a terrible opening, like you make a bad joke or something, it's tough to recover. So the fact that we didn't have the intro nailed down, it's going to be very difficult to make this episode good, but we're going to try. Oh, Eddie, no, it's going to be good to you. Eddie, get your hands Yo, out of your up? nose. what's up? I'm Eddie, and I know the least about this. What? Get your fingers out of your nose. I saw you. Stop staring at me, man. But you were, picking, you, were, you were picking your nose. That's how you get corona, is so? sticking your fingers up your nose. No, Coach, I already have corona. Oh, okay, go ahead. All right. Hey, what's up? I'm Eddie, and I know the least about the sports, but I'm your average sports fan, your sports watcher. I just don't know the who's who's or the what's what's, and I've got corona. 
<laughs> and guys, he's in uh, quarantine at his house. We did get him a more advanced telephone line. It is called an ISDN line. If you guys are into Easy, acronyms, coach. if those kind of turn you on. <laughs> That's what gets me going. That gets me hot and heavy when you start using ISDNF. L. Boys, the technology of this thing is—I mean, really—I'm—it's I'm, like a basically a string on a can. Like, I, Coach, I'm connected to the internet. That's it. If this thing goes out, that's because there is no te- high-tech phone line coming through from my house to you. No, no, no. It's because you're on 2K20 and you're trying to play the 12-year-olds again, getting your ass kicked. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Hey, get out of the paint, Boys. bro. Don't try and set a screen. Just let me do my thing. Get out of my way, bro. Boys, do you want to hear the latest? Please. Oh, yeah, of course we do. I mean, th- th- we, we always want to hear about NBA 2K. Uh, people love it. Come on, bro. 1v1, uh, have I, bro. Have I, have, I told you, have I told you about the two guys that started fighting on my team? No. Okay, so I'm playing 3v3, right? <laughs> and these two <laughs> Three dudes, versus three start, for everybody start, else out there. They start arguing with each other, saying, bro, you suck. And the other one goes, hey, bro, don't disrespect me like that, bro. You suck. No, I'm way better than you. Uh-uh. No, you're not, bro. Uh-uh, look at that shot. What kind of what kind of beep takes that kind of shot? Hey, man, I t- I'm warning you. Don't talk to me like that, bro. And I'm in the middle, guys. It's three on three. These are my teammates. And I'm like, boys, boys, boys. I had to jump in. I go, boys. <laughs> hey, everybody just... Everybody just chill, all right? Is no, this that's where, that's that's where you jump in. You say, you think Anthony Davis talks to LeBron that way? Guys, we need each other. Coach, we are a are team. Are you on the headset or are these made up in your head like Jordan style? What are these dialogues coming from, Coach? No, Coach. I'm on the headset. So I jump in and I go, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you got to <laughs> chill, all right? Hey, hey, just chill. <laughs> We're teammates, guys. No fighting, all right? One, two. This is a video game, guys. Everybody just relax. At one point, the guy goes, yeah, man, I'm going to find out where you live. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> I was like, look, look dude. Look. I said, dude, let's be real. You're not going to find out where that dude lives. There's going to be no ass beating going on here. The like, only ass beating that's going on is these 10-year-olds are beating our ass. Yeah, dude, and did they look it right, up to right. you? Even though you're the guy that scores no points, they're still you're the superior to them, giving them life advice? Yeah, Coach, so, and I'm telling the one dude, I'm like, look, man, you apologize to him. And you don't stop this. Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. You're having them apologize to each other. You are trying to play psychological dad in the middle of the video game. They hate you. Dude, they're never going to pick you up at the courts again. You're just going to be playing 1v0 for <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, you're just going to be season. sitting on the sideline going, man, pick me, pick me. In my mind, I thought that's what they needed to hear. They needed somebody with a more, uh, you know, um, uh, experienced attitude of their just knowing a little, have a better grip in, uh, in life to tell them what they need to be doing. So do you know what they responded with? Okay. Uh, okay, sir. Thank you, sir. No. No. F you, dude. Dude, why don't dude, why don't hey bro, bro, why don't you can bro, why don't you get some kids and that you can boss around? We're oh, not your kids, bro. I, I bet you they said, bro, you know what? You're right. We're gonna come kick your ass. <laughs> hey bro, yeah, I'm not gonna go to his house. I'm going I'm to, your to your house. house. We're gonna meet at your house and we're gonna beat your ass on the front lawn. <laughs> no, no, no. What did they do? They said Bro, beep you. Who do you think you're using? Our dad or something? Beep you, you mother beeper. You suck too. Okay. All right, guys. Yeah, that's what you're dealing with when people don't see each other face to face. All of a sudden, people talk like they're bigger than they are. So did you win? 
Uh, no, we lost. Coach, it was terrible. <laughs> These guys just fought the whole time. That's the hey, problem. Guys, that... speaking of... Speaking of, did you guys hear what Mike Tyson said? Man, probably one of the smartest, smartest quotes I've ever heard. What did he say? I'm sure it was real. Yeah, Mike, Mike Tyson. Great. Let me tell you, what I associate with the smartest quotes ever, <laughs> Einstein, Stephen Hawking, things wow. like that, Bill Gates. Never really thought um, Mike Tyson, but go for it. Yeah, hit us with it, dude. Hold on. Confucius, Hold on. Wanna, or that one, Plato, Socrates. Some of the greatest quotes of our time. Eddie's going to hit us with a Mike Tyson. No, he said it was one of the greatest quotes he's ever heard. Sometimes I think I, Eddie I just says read, those I things read it verbatim. as fillers because he doesn't fully have his bit prepared. So he's like, oh, what was the exact quote? Was it even that good? Uh, yeah, guys, now, I, now he's searching for it, and he's going to read us some Einstein quote and say Mike Tyson said it. Coach, of all the sports that are on right now, you're going with a boxing quote? I mean, we've got ba- – everything is rocking and rolling, dude. You got, the, you got the bubble? I mean, gosh – I, I can't find the well, exact oh my God. quote, man. Well, well, I'm you're, kind of translate it. What, okay, what, what, what did it say? What did AOL? it say? What was he it said, about? He said social media has somehow found a way for all of us to say whatever you want without getting your face punched in. Okay. It's so true. Why could you that not have is said what that 10 minutes ago? Is. I mean, right, here are the Mike Tyson quotes. When I type in Mike Tyson quotes, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Wow, that is deep. Oh, yeah, it goes along the same lines. I'm a dreamer. I have a dream and reach for the stars. If I miss the star, then I grab a handful of clouds. And if I don't get a cloud, I punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> I mean, do all his quotes involve punching? We get it, dude. You're a boxer. That's, that's, I love to hit that's people. All he does. I love to. <laughs> I'm going to eat your children. Okay. That was the most famous quote of all time. There it was. Guys, as much as I love to talk boxing, let's talk life. Eddie, now, over to you. No, no, no. Ray, 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 Ray. You, <laughs> Ray, Ray, we I'm talked about it on the big it. show earlier <laughs> yeah. this week about how you found a surrogate. So you're going to be a dad eventually, right? Yes, coach. What, on the big show, coach. What kind of dad do you okay, think you're going to be? Look, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we stop this for a second? I, I, I just want to say, and lunch, I don't know why you never, you're never on my team with this. Look, you have two kids. I have four kids. Look. It, it, it pisses me off a little bit when Ray brings to the table that one, he's he's already a dad because he's got three fro- 23 frozen eggs. Yes. Yep. Two, he's about to be a dad. Factual. Uh, three, I can't. None, none of it's factual. Coach, we are, me and Lunchbox, we're already at war. You're the dude still at ROTC being like, hey. Uh, no, uh, he's at junior I'm ROTC. <laughs> junior no, 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 ROTC. I'm the, I'm the guy at high school that like yes. goes up to the table at the Arazi table, and it's like <laughs> I don't know if it's Ramir. <laughs> Lunchbox and I, we've already served, oh. and we're at the high school gym t- trying to get you, and you're trying to tell us, yeah, man, yeah, 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 about army and everything. We're like, fool, we've been there. All right, yeah, Vietnam. you're like you're like my my roommate in college. Well, my roommate in college, he signed up for the Marines and he did the officer candidate school, so he went to boot camp during the summers, and then when he graduated from college, he was an officer in the Marines. Well, just to stay in shape during the school year, he signed up for the ROTC at UTSA. Rossi. Right. And he would come home 
and complain about how weak they were and how they didn't do enough. Like, we only marched two miles. I want to watch March 4. Like, this ROTC is just a bunch of crap. They're a bunch of sissies, and we need to be doing more. No wonder. The, I mean, he would get so, – I'm like, dude, then why did you sign up? Because I need to stay in shape. Well, if you want to go march four miles, go march four miles on your own. You don't need to come here and bash these people. They signed up for ROTC, and that's what the instructor told him to do. And he was like, yeah, well, I, I think we should be doing 100 push-ups instead of 20. Okay, the, man. The thing that offended me was, and I don't even know if this is something to stand on, but just let me do it. It's a podcast. We come, we come and we get on our potato baskets, okay? Let me say this. When I was in high school, the Rotsies got acknowledged, and um, they, they had these uh, assemblies where they were recognized. But as a wrestler, our practices were more intense than the Rotsies, but it just seemed like the Rotsies were getting – a little bit more fame at my school because they were a ROTC. And it, as a wrestler, I was like, man, what, we were all bottom on the total pole. It went like football, um, guys basketball, girls basketball. There was no baseball. And then you got track, volleyball, all that. And then wrestling was at the very bottom. You didn't we, have baseball at your school? No. So I had to drive 30 minutes to another school. That is very interesting. I know. I, I didn't even, I didn't have ROTC, I don't think, at my school. Oh, dude, I, ROTC, I don't think I had ROTC. Coach, ROTC was so huge. And we were always just like, our practices are harder. Can we not get in a standing ovation at an assembly instead of the ROTCs? What about the wrestlers? But that's just my bone. Okay. Well, well I'll the tell you the bone. ROTC. The ba- do you mean ROTC? Do you mean Yahtzee? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God. Hey, right, you roll the dice, shake it up. That's like the band people back in the day. They used to complain that their practice, they practice, they practice just as hard as the football players. And I'm like, oh my God, just stop. Like, well, the, the band people would try to prove when, it. Dude, okay. the band, I'm sorry, Eddie, the band people in my school would try to prove how tough they were equal to the football. So the football players were practicing. Like, varsity team was practicing on one field. Band would do it adjacent. And their practices, I swear to God, were the exact same time, exact same length, because the band instructor wanted to prove that they they go through the same stuff as the football players and same heat and stuff like that. I'm like, guys, your band, you can sit in a room and play your instruments, right? You don't need to be on an actual turf the week of the, the game. Well, you got to have marching formations for the big game. It, it makes but, no but sense, still, Marching bro. for an hour is not the same thing, bro, as knocking each other's heads <laughs> off. Like, let's just be real. <laughs> If we start saying bro because of Eddie's stupid 2K20 conversations on the headset, dude, I'm going to punch myself in the That's face. Now, Eddie, I just don't get offended by that because Ray is going to be a dad. Like, I do believe he's going to – like that, doesn't, that okay. crap doesn't offend me. I can't believe you let that get under your skin. Yes, we're already parents, so, yeah, Ray's going to find out. But I just know that we talked about him. He found a surrogate. So the wheels are in motion to where he's going to be a dad. Like, he's going to have a physical child that cries and poops and pees and I just want to know what kind of father do you think Ray is going to be? Oh, I got it. This, 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 is, this is a no-brainer. Ray is going to be the overly protective, <laughs> always worried, a hundred percent of the time about his child. <laughs> Hey, so my thing 100%. with parking. Hey, how I'm always worried about the parking meter feeding it. That's how oh I'm going to be with the kid. <laughs> oh my goodness! Ray is going to try to act bottle, like the back of the bottle. <laughs> yes, he's going to be reading the back of the bottle, being like, uh, "I don't know this. This milk expired yesterday. I, I, there's no. We're throwing it all away." <laughs> he is going to read. Ah, uh, wait, wait. The daily intake says you're only supposed to get six grams. This has seven grams. Can't have that. Sorry, no. He is going to be the most paranoid parent. Ever. He tries to act like he is Mr. Laid back and cool and doesn't give a crap about anything when he's really the most uptight wound person that I know. 
Like he, he tries to act like I just chill and I drink white claws, but really he is on edge 99% of the day. Well, I will say the white claws, like honestly, a Friday will hit and I'll be like, I'll, I'll still be just like, all right, let's go work out. I, I, I'll still be kind of on edge for no reason whatsoever. That's the point of alcohol. It takes you off of no. the edge. Yes, but when no. you have the oh kids, no. you're not no, going to be able to drink is. the alcohol to take the edge off because then you're going to forget about the kids. So that's the thing. With drinking that and with is. kids, there's so and, many And that's bad a problem if you need alcohol to take the edge off is what Eddie's going to say. Yeah, yes. Coach, I mean, what are you on the yes, headset? That's the, a definition of a, that's a definition of an alcoholic. <laughs> If you need alcohol to to uh, to to just live your life and not be on edge, coach, this is a problem. Hey, hey, it's one of those dudes, dads or whatever that says, "Oh, no, 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 I'm not an alcoholic. I just have a couple and take the edge off when I come home from work." Okay, that probably that sounds actually like I, you're an alcoholic. Yeah, I, I just need I just need one before I go to work to make me you know more functional at work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. I mean, we're laughing, but I mean, people do that. No, no, that's like, the that's, truth. That's, that's the truth. Real. Like, I mean, no, like, my, I, I no. just have one in the parking lot before my son's game because it takes the stress of him playing, oh, uh, you know, left field. Oh. Like, I mean, oh no. No, no. I had a chick that's that was so real that I dated in Austin, and she was a teacher, and she said she'd get so stressed from her students the second so they get out at three thirty, and she said it was always before four p.m. The second she got home, she would have a glass of wine, and then she's like, sometimes that would lead to one, two, and sometimes it was the bottle. But she said every day of the school week. She had a glass of wine, and I go, "Well, are you? Do you think you're an alcoholic?" And she goes, "No, no, that's just what chills me out after dealing with the kids." And then later, I realized she's actually an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, there were a few times that in Austin that I we'd get done with the radio show, and it was so stressful. And I know this sounds stupid. I'd get on so many debates and too many bonehead stories, and it would stress the hell out of me. It, it was so stressful. I would go and have margaritas at 10 a.m. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> we had a friend that goes to Trudy's. For the coach. <laughs> Trudy's, Trudy's, right there. Uh, it was by on. Yeah. Uh, you know where the Toys R Us was at? Uh, whatever the yeah, ben, ben White, White and yep. uh, that's where we go. Yeah, and I mean, I hey, at ten a.m. Hey. I'll take your uh, bacon a- and eggs and uh, also your <laughs> margarita. Thank you. My my brother was telling me, you know, a while back, he's like, man, I met a really cool guy. We're really we're good friends. He's a dad. I really look up to him, man. Like, you know, uh, he's got like three kids, and I was like, oh, where'd you, where'd you guys meet or whatever? He's like, at the bar. He comes to the bar every day after work. Um, and I was like, I was like what? <laughs> He's got three kids. He goes, no, 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 no. He's cool. He just shows up, drinks a couple beers, you know, and hangs out every day after work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good at managing his time. You know, he knows he has an hour that he gets to have some beers, and then he has to go home and put the kids to bed. I mean, I really admire the way he is so good with time management. His skills are out of the world. Go, I was like, dude, if he's having to go make a little pit stop at the bar before going home, uh, he's dealing with something. Dude, I love that your bro goes, he's a great guy. He has two kids. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good guy to look up to. Yeah, I mean, he also, you know, every day will do the bar thing, a couple beers, nothing like that. <laughs> but what about that hour that he should probably be with his kids learning about their lives for the day? <laughs> the reason I asked you guys, I wanted to know, what Eddie, how do you see yourself as a dad? What kind of dad are you? Like, are you the cool Ooh, dad? Are you I, the? No, no. I, I think there's definitely a cool side to me, but I'm definitely a strict dad. Uh, see, I, I, I wouldn't see that rules. Coach, coach, I would not see you being. I get you can just say this to, oh, I'm worried about their social media. Yeah, that's just you saying it. But in the actual house, I don't see you being 
uh, an authoritarian. I see the kids kind of running rampant, honestly. So, so coach, you're, I mean, you're onto something for the most part, the boys, they get to, you know, live. I mean, I got four boys. They get to live their boy life at home. You know, That's like my awesome. wife kind of just lets them do whatever they want. It, 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 she has this theory of like, look, make a mess, but you're going to have to clean it up later. Like, and I'm like, that is the worst theory I've ever heard of in my, in my life. Like, let's pick up <laughs> as we make the mess. You know what I mean? So, so I've got to step in at some point, boys, and I've got to be like, hey, hey whoa, 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 we're, we're not. But mom said, no, no, no. Mom's doesn't know what she's talking about. Dad's but about she to tell wears the pants, life. dad. And she said, <laughs> yeah, make you're not mess. the decision maker, man. Because <laughs> if you let these dudes, they will run over my wife. Like, she can't stop them from doing certain things. So I don't know if it's my voice or what, but but when I raise my voice and show that I'm upset about something, they stop what they're doing and be like, all right, he's serious. Let's start cleaning up. Okay. Because you really do. I've learned that with my nephew. When he comes and visits, he'll be here for a week. And what I've learned is, yeah, so it's always joke around, you know, jack around session until you raise your voice and you don't even really know you're about to raise your voice and you just do it. And then he knows, oh crap, okay, he's serious. And you almost have to do that. That, or they really do just think you're always kidding around and having a good time. And it's an easy way for exactly, them just to coach. immediately obey you is when you raise your voice. And you just, you really do it naturally. If you are a parent who goes, oh, no, 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 no. I never raise my voice at my kids. Okay, get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, you're full like, of crap. It like, happens so idiot. naturally. Done, my done. nephew's <laughs> here for one day, and after two seconds, I'm like, get the hell out of here. I mean, not even knowing that I'm but about those, to do that. Those are the kids that, that grow up cocking back to everyone in their life like no nah, you're stupid like it's like whoa dude you're like 40 years old you know and you're telling your boss that he's stupid that's because your dad or your mom didn't tell you what to do right and so they were able to call their shots early at as a, at a young age hey coach your question is great to ray i, I think it's good and i want to add to it i, I want to add is ray going to continue with his drinking lifestyle as a dad because I kind of did at the beginning of being a dad. It's hard to. It really is hard to because what your drinking lifestyle, the kids wake up at the same time no matter what. It doesn't matter if you stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning having those 8 or 9, 10 white claws. They're still going to wake up at 7 a.m. They don't give a damn about your drinking. <laughs> so in the beginning, you think you can pull it off, but it gets harder and harder, and you realize, okay, you know what? This I can't do this. Well, when I learned baby box didn't give a damn that dad had a tequila night for UFC fights, that's when I learned. No, for real. That's <laughs> I, it's the honest <laughs> truth. I had tequila hey, night. Sweetie, and I, sweetie, I just learned baby box didn't care about tequila night. He had the same <laughs> awake time today. Can you believe he was that disrespectful? Didn't respect my tequila night. <laughs> Dude, he didn't respect it at all. Hit the tequila night, then hit the bars, home at 2.30, 2.45, and he was up at 7, didn't care. And I was like, really? I just laid down, it felt like, and he was ready to go. And I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, so I mean, you, you can get a, the reason oh, people drink, honestly, it always is a college thing. You have so much time for the first time in your life in college. So you start to do the drinking thing. It helps you be more social. And then once you kind of move on from that, if you continue it, 
at uh, that much of a rate, then yes, you're an alcoholic. But if you do one time a week, you get drunk, who cares? That You're a fine person. But yes, once you have kids, I bet it is very difficult to have a hangover and deal with kids that next day. So then you do it in moderation. You can have a cocktail at 5 p.m. and feel just fine. And I imagine that's what I'll evolve into. But right now, it's one time a week. Get ham boned baby but yes kids then it's cocktail hour night night if you want my honest opinion thank you good because i look at myself and i, I ask myself what type of parent am i and i'm not to the stage of i want to be defi- i want to know me as a parent eddie what am i want to know my legacy no no, no 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 i'm saying that i am not at the point of eddie where they're old enough to really get angry like a two-year-old doesn't really do much that makes you that angry what i thought it was a terrible twos well i mean he just turned two like two weeks ago so it's not really like i'm not there yet but your balls deep he he does a couple things and you you get frustrated but it's not like you he's you know throwing baseballs across the house and you have to yell at him you don't got an athlete well, I'm saying like Eddie, I mean, you know coach, what I mean? With my four, one-year-old's already doing that. <laughs> the one thing he does do is he climbs up on the chair and he starts hitting the TV. UFC. I've got to stop that. I've got him to got to get him to stop that. That's the one that drives me. I, I get a little upset. But I ask you these questions because we got an email. We are the sore losers at gmail.com. And it's from a mother. I love this podcast. You three crack me up and brighten my day. I have a parenting question and would like to get your input. Back in my college days, I loved playing beer pong, and I have to admit it, I was pretty dang good. Now that I'm older, I don't really party anymore, but still want to get my beer pong fix. (laughs) Is it bad parenting move to teach my kids, ages 7 to 19, to play beer pong with me? (laughs) No alcohol would be involved. I could even change the name to Cup Pong, LOL. I personally don't see a problem with it, but my husband is not fond of the idea. Please let me know your thoughts, and thanks for the help, Rachel. Oh, God. So, when I read this email, I look at the 19-year-old, and I assume the 19-year-old's already playing... a hot, attractive female. ...is already playing beer pong because they're college <laughs> age. When you are college age, you're going, to, you're going to be going to parties, and beer pong is going to be a thing. So playing with your 19-year-old, I don't think it's a big deal, and you can call, you don't have to put beer in it. The 7-year-old doesn't know it's beer pong, so it's just a game of throwing a ping pong ball in a cup of water. It's fine. There is nothing wrong with playing, what did she call the, change the name to? Cup pong with your kids. Yeah, me real quick, and then Eddie, you can go. Cup pong is so freaking fun. Me and Bay still play it on the weekends because it is more of it for us it's a drinking game but it can be a non-alcoholic fun event for the family i get it as the negative connotation of being college drunk binge drinking you can are they going to talk about it at school probably uh, are the is maybe a teacher going to call you probably but if you're not if they're not drinking you're playing with water there's nothing wrong with it if they love it have fun as a family. Boom. There you go. Maybe you just do it for a month and say, ah, maybe that was
does cross the line and then you stop. But just try, let the kids see it because I guarantee it's a it's a cross generational game that is going to be popular for years to come. Also, you want your 19 year old to be going to these college parties and dominate. You don't want your kid getting skunked when they show up to the beer pong table and they're the ones getting drunk. You want them getting everybody else drunk because of their skills. And if they start at the age of seven, they could win world titles by the time they're older. And uh, I believe the college kids, there's been times I've played it where you, uh, it turns into strip pong. So you you want the kids to be. You and Billy played strip pong? (laughs) In South Beach? (laughs) In in South Beach? Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. The the things you reveal to us, Ray, it's so weird. (laughs) Eddie, what are your thoughts? College years are crazy, huh? We got wild wild down there at Texas State and San Marcos. (laughs) We beat Billy in South Beach. We were the king of strip strip pong in our apartment. Oh, boy. Coach hit us with Coach, it. Coach, I think cup pong, cup pong is genius or whatever she wants to call it. Hey, look, a, a lot of drinking games are fun. They don't have to be about drinking. I've already taught my kids how to do quarters in the shot glass. They love it. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to. And, and so the game, you don't have to chug the water. Every cup that you, you know, you put it on the back patio, and every cup you land the water in, you got to pour the cup of water on your head. I mean, it's just there. Uh, you go. You turn it into a family game, and that, it's absolutely great. That you just actually created an awesome idea randomly, which is that was shocking. We should actually patent that before we put out this podcast. Wow, that was a good idea. I don't think you can patent. Uh, pouring water over your head. Well, who knows? They patent everything else nowadays. I, I, there's no patent on beer pong. Well, then uh, it's just a game. We got us a legal battle because that was a hell of an idea, Coach. Yeah, I mean that's all it is. It, boom! It's simple. I think your husband is being a little bit uptight. Yeah, I mean, does he hang out with Eddie? Mm-hmm. At, do they go to the same uh, YMCA or what? Because he sounds a lot. Coach, like I just Eddie. told you that I'm cool. I I do drinking games with my kids already, Coach. We don't drink, but I mean, you know what? I feel like I missed out big time on, on the dad experience. That my dad used to do this all the time. Hey, go get me a beer. With my foster kids, I can't drink around them. So I don't have the luxury of like, hey, somebody go get me a beer. Open it. My parents, they taught me how to make mixed drinks. Can you imagine me trying to teach my kids to make me a mixed drink? Coach, Because so you, huh. your parents would instruct you, hey, so I like it a little bit, soda water, and then you put the vodka, ice, so that you could make their drinks for them. Right? <laughs> yes. That is they, Yes, they awesome. would go. All right. Go get a go get a glass, put fill it up with ice, and then they would do the little finger, and you know, like this is how much uh, of the of the of the bottle you put in there, and put the rest soda water, stir it up, and we're good. See, because I guess parents it can have their kids do whatever they want for it. You make them mow the yard, make them do this. My dad loved to have his hair combed. So for every what the <laughs> what the hell. This is what I'm telling you. This is okay. Ray being a dad is going to be so weird. Ray. Okay. This is Ray. I mean, I don't know how long ago it was talked about taking showers with his dad and just staring at his butt crack the whole time. (laughs) 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 Then he tells us that him and South Beach and Billy 
played strip beer pong in their apartment with each other, and then now we find out that Ray combed his dad's hair. All right, so on. What I was saying yes, is, please describe hey, Eddie. Whoa, 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 Ray. The part's a little wrong. Spanking for you. <laughs> Eddie would make the drinks. That was the labor that his parents made him do. A little for, more normal. For yeah. okay, for us, my dad loved to have his hair combed, so we would do it for free. For years, and then my mom, my mom said, "You you should make your dad pay you." So then we started charging my dad, and, and once we started charging him money, then he didn't want us to comb his hair anymore. But and it was also where the, across town, which was my mom in the same house. Hey Ray, you're grounded. You got to comb my hair for one hour straight. <laughs> no, my mom would have us. Her her she would get some migraines a little bit, and so she'd say, "Will you massage my head? I'll pay you five dollars." And then so then we'd be like, "Dad, we're not gonna comb your hair. Mom just paid us five dollars for massaging her head." So that's the thing. My parent, my dad loved to have his hair combed. So there, you can. Train How would your, you comb it? It would part to the side. And then, then you uh, would have a little spray bottle, so you would spray it. Yeah, but okay, then you get it wet first. You'd get it wet, and then you're also you're combing it back, and then you'd comb it to the side, and and it was a whole <laughs> and it was a whole thing until 20 minutes happened, and you're like, Dad, can I please? 20 be done? minutes. 20 minutes, your dad doesn't have that much hair. How are you combing it for 20 minutes? You got the spray. It's a process, coach. You comb the bottom, the what? sides, the tops. You spike it. You comb it over to the other side. Coach, it was a process, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. My, my dad enjoyed that. So you can train your kids to do whatever you want them to do. Yeah, obviously. So is what we've learned so, here. So, Coach Ray, so you're, would your dad mess up his hair after you were done so your twin could comb it next? No, I mean, he would then be on shift the next Sunday or whatever. So then, you know, then you'd have to comb it. But, <laughs> but I mean, uh, boys, I haven't. This is bizarre, dude. I haven't thought about that let in me, a while. You this. understand? And, and, I'm, and I'm not talking badly about Ray's dad. You know, he's it's whatever. But, but. Your son is gonna be like your your son's gonna be like you as a dad, you know. So you see Ray, I mean, it's gotta be a, what his dad was like. Like this is, <laughs> Ray's gonna have his kids comb his hair for him now. No, I'm not. And then he's gonna shower naked with him. I think everybody has an idea of what kind of parent they're gonna be until they're actually a parent, and then everything goes out the window, and you're like, oh. Wow, that is not. I mean, I can already tell the kids are going to stress me the crap. I'm coach. I'm probably going to be a terrible. I'm going to be angry. They're always going to put me in a bad mood. Going into it, I think, oh, I will listen to. I will have every conversation my kid wants to have. I will not close down. We're going to have an open door policy. Yeah, right, dude. After they annoy the crap out of me, I'm closing the door and tell them they can never come in the door unless they knock ten times. No, unless they comb your hair. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about parenthood, I just think of how mad the kids are going to make me. That That's really all I think about. Man, that is, I've never combed my dad's yeah, hair. That's rough. You all right. Yeah. Guys, we need to go. shower naked with your dad? I mean, maybe when I was little, but I don't remember it. You like, did you ever shower naked with your face? kids? Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. As I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which is morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she as my father believed, a witch. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, never. Never? Never, Coach. I mean, there's no way. I mean, I don't even think they've seen me. I haven't asked them, but I don't think they've ever seen me naked. Coach, oh. see, because I, I, I do like I'm trying to teach my two year old how to take a shower. You know, like he takes a bath, but <laughs> and so I, I've taken a couple showers where I take him upstairs and we go in the shower and I show him soap and you know that all just that. seems like the easiest way. The wife yes. doesn't always want to bathe him. Like throw him in the shower, Edward. Like there's not like yeah yeah yeah, Coach. Guys, you put your your child in the shower, and then you tell them what to do. You demonstrate or whatever, but you don't have to be naked in there with them. It just yes. seems easier. You're going to get wet as hell. Lunch, tell them. Yes, you're getting soaking wet, and the kid is too. He's a little bit scared of the uh, faucet when it's coming out. Oh, it's a monster, oh, Daddy! Oh. And he doesn't want us to show you how to. He's talk. not scared, Coach. He, he's not scared of the faucet. He's scared of the elephant. Looking Dad, in the face. Daddy! No. Dead, no, dead. usually, usually I'm holding him because he won't he, he won't get up close to the the water. Daddy like he just snake. stands back there and he's a little scared. Daddy, it's a snake, a serpent. Dad. <laughs> and so it only had the one eye. Spit venom, Daddy. Oh, this is why you guys are idiots. <laughs> it's got some rocks under it too. <laughs> <laughs> In his belly. The snake's full, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> the, snake, the snake ate a couple of bowling balls. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, yes, I think it's normal when they're that young to try to teach them how to – once he starts remembering things, at two years old, he doesn't rem- – I mean, he doesn't know what anything is. He doesn't know what's going on. So you're trying to help him. So, yes, I've taken him in the shower. It's not a big deal. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Lunch, this yeah, number, you want me to call it right now or well, what do you want to do? Hold on. Well, I don't know what the heck we were talking about. 
Oh, it had to deal with a no, segment. We're talking ten- about you showering with your two-year-old. I yeah. was trying to do a good segue, and I'm not yeah. a radio but, host, so it's guys, tough. So we wondered about how strip clubs are going to operate during this time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we need to head to Houston because <laughs> Vivid <laughs> Gentlemen's <laughs> Club now has a drive through Okay, boys. They have put a tent up in the parking lot. <laughs> Road trip. And you roll through the tent, and you're allowed to watch girls dance for two songs. You throw the money out the window, and you drive off. The, Eddie, you're are oh you, for gosh. a vacation, are you going anywhere or no? You're laying low. Coach, the last vacation I went somewhere, I got corona. I think I'm going to stay at the house for a little bit. Because I was going to say, if you were rolling near Houston, the Texas panhandle, baby. <laughs> what if you accidentally took a little turn into it's this bad boy? not by the panhandle, Coach. Or wherever it is. Coach, it's a big state. My bad. I don't know all the little local colloquialisms. <laughs> yes, but I, Ray, I sent you the number because I want to call them, and I, I, I want to know how this works. I just saw the news story, and I found it hilarious. Houston is now home to Texas's first drive through strip club. I want to know, like, are you gonna ask, coach, coach? You know what you need to do? You need to call like it's a drive-through and be like, "All right, I'll take the um, diamond um, with the blue bikini." <laughs> well, I want to ask them: Do they get on your hood? There like, you go. Those are normal like, questions. I want to know how ask. this works. Everybody probably wants to know. Did I select it right? All right, it should be coming up. All right, it should be ringing. Oh, dang it! Oh, you didn't do it right. Coach, ask if you can get some of that uh, all-you-can-eat lobster, too. It's all buns and no burger at this drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I mean, it, like, it doesn't even, if they're not dancing, like, if you can't get that close to them, does it, is there really any point? Coach, some people, I mean, it's oh, one of the vices, nudity, porn. It, it, you, do you have to have a woman grinding on you? No, it's just the act of seeing... What the crap is up with that stupid phone? Why won't it work? Coach, there's a lot of people that want to go through the drive-thru. They have a lot of questions. Maybe that's their number, Coach. Well, I gave you their number. I know, but maybe that's... Uh, I mean, I'll try to call it on my cell phone. I just want to see... I'll call it right now on mine. I just want to see if it was that same... What the crap? Well, it works. And, and they, All right. Coach, another good question, too, is, is you know, it, do they charge by the car load? Or oh, is that's a great... Yeah, is there, is there an admission? Like, is there cover yeah. charge? That's a great question, Eddie, because right. when you go, sometimes they do have a cover charge. And then sometimes, Coach, drinking and strip bars, all that, go hand in hand. So is it okay if you drink and drive, even if you're just going in circles? Customers can order booze. Oh, my, this is crazy. Is it working? <laughs> it is crazy. I was just joking. That's crazy if they're going to just be giving them beers and they take off in their car. <laughs> <laughs> And, okay, so you throw the money at them, right? If it's a windy day and it blows out of the tent, like, what happens? Like, <laughs> girls got to jump down and go get it? It's gone. Money's gone. The Wendy's next door is going to get it. Is it working, Ray? No, you do 9-1 and then the number, right? Yeah. That's what I did. I've done it like 10 times. It's the same thing. Sometimes some numbers block us because we have a spam. Oh, it's a code 713. I'll do it on my cell phone. All right, there you go. Good call, Steve. I doubt they block, but I mean they're a strip club. Coach, they're they have all these regulations. How do you think they've stayed afloat? Hey. They got this new policy hey, where Ray. people can drive through and get a stripper. I would hope they block random numbers like us. Hey Ray, he's gonna call him on uh, his cell phone. They're gonna be like, "Oh, hey, lunchbox, what's up, man?" No, dude, they're gonna call him back when he's with his wife. 
Well, uh, how, uh, yeah, sweetie, they have an oil. Uh, the car's ready Hello? for oil. Hi, how are you doing? I'm just trying to call. Oh, wow. I I'm trying to get some information. I, I saw that you guys have the drive through going on. How does that work? Uh, we are actually open on the inside as well, just to let you know. <laughs> the drive through is from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., weather permitting. Um, but as far as I know, basically the process is if you would like to purchase food, you would go in, into the line, you place your order, and while you're waiting, you would be on the inside. Um, of the tent, and then the girls are lined up on the side, and you would have a limited dip. They're messing with us. Well, okay, now the girls on the outside, do they still do they still take off the tops and everything, or is it uh, you know like is it the full experience? Uh, no, sir. Okay. okay. How about the on the inside? Way. Yeah, but the inside is good to go. Yes, sir. Everything basically the same. We're just open on the inside, technically as a restaurant with entertainment. Do you have a cocktail waitress that brings alcohol to the car while we watch the two songs? How does that work? Yes, that, that's fine. And do the girls dance like on the car? Is it like, like do they get on the hood? They're behind. If we want to make it rain, um, want to make it rain, like a platform, basically. Okay, and so if we a little gate on a platform. If we want to make it rain, we just do it out the car window on the windshield. You could do that, or they have buckets on the side. Oh, because, you know, I was hoping, like, if they would get on the windshield, we'd make it rain onto the windshield. Can we make the windshield wipers okay, squirt through? Okay, um, I have a customer at the moment. Is there any way you could hold? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll hold. Yeah. She's like, um, hey, I have somebody that's actually going to spend money. Hey, you guys got another question? And I got a stupid-ass hey, radio bit. Hey, you guys got other questions? <laughs> hey, for sure. Hey, for sure she's making, she, she's joking with us about the inside stuff, right? <laughs> She's saying that on purpose. Coach, I think she just has to answer honestly because no, hey, I'm asking, dudes hey, call. Hey, do you guys have other questions? Yes. Ask him if you turn on the windshield wipers, if it'll squirt, if it squirts the girls, if you get fined, or is it fine to do oh, that? Oh, yeah. And then I got to ask him about the cover charge. Like, you know, hey, to do a wet t shirt. Say for a wet t shirt. Say, hey, if you got a girl dancing on the hood, can you turn on your she windshield? She said they wipers? don't dance on the hood. She said there's a barricade. Tell him if you want to do wet t shirt, what if your windshield wiper fluid shoots on the girls? Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ask her if raspberry still works there. Okay. <laughs> ask her. <laughs> See, I think she had a baby with her Thank one. Thank you so much for holding. How can I help you? Uh, yeah. So, ma'am, if we're going through the drive-thru, can we, like, squirt our windshield wiper fluid at the girls and, like, get a wet t-shirt kind of thing? <laughs> no. No. And, and is, is, to go through the tent, is there a cover charge? Um, No, sir. Not unless you're just wanting to go into, like, the tent just for the show, it's $20, and you get two songs. And is it $20 a carload or $20 a person? A carload. Um, so it I, could be four people. Okay, so I can bring my th me and three of my boys, and we can you know hang out the window and watch two songs. Your wife, your wife. Yes. What about your wife and much, kids? How much did you get one of the girls? Now, now can I bring the kids in the car, or is that, like, <laughs> is that illegal? Uh, yeah, we, we check IDs. Okay, I, I mean, they're in car seats, so I was hoping they would fall asleep and I could enjoy the scenery, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, she hung up. Dang it, we didn't get to ask if raspberry still We didn't get to ask if raspberry still working. <laughs> I mean, guys, it's real. Coach. It's $20 to go through the tent for two songs. Great, great fine, Coach, I Coach. still don't understand how it works. Are you sure it's only in Houston and not in Memphis? That'd be awesome. I mean, it might be, but it's the first one in Texas, and I saw this the article. Boys, we about to have bachelor, uh, bachelor trip round two, if that's the case. <laughs> Holy Coach, there crap. is no way your girl will let you drive to Memphis to go through a drive-thru. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
What's wrong with going through a drive-through? Yeah, Eddie, you're there to pick up food. She said you can order food. Hey, and you go in the tent. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a drive-through with Eddie, lunch, a couple other guys. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Only if I, I, I limit four. Limit uh, four. <laughs> Boy, you like how many dudes? I mean, four pervs are in the car watching these. In her head, she's like, okay, so you're gonna load up you and your pervy buddies and try and get a deal. Okay. Hey, then I said hey, the kids will be asleep in the car seat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the kid question was great. Can the, I want the kids to experience it. <laughs> how do you find the, this news? Like, I look at news every day. No crap pops up on my news. I mean, he might have been, yeah, been on a little bit of a smut site, but just let him do what he does. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a strip club newsletter. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I thought that's an interesting thing. That I, 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 I've got to give her props because I, out of the 15 questions we bombarded her with, I would have answered, I don't know, two and then hung up on you, but she uh, fielded a bunch of them before the hang up. That's very impressive. No, the fact that she put me on hold and even came back. I thought she was going to put me on hold and we were never going to hear from her. That's again. the way to tell somebody to F off. I'm going to put you on hold and then just never get back to them. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I got to, you know, there's another, I got to call another line. Hold on one second. And then you just never come back. But no, this woman took her job so serious that she came back and wanted to answer more questions. Dude, I don't even know. Like, if somebody asked me that many questions about my own building, I don't know if I'd know that. She knew the inside, the outside, the tents, the stages, the car number, the prices, the buffets. <laughs> Damn. I'm I am very... Wait, the, wow. The... The the whole question about the windshield thing, that's genius. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a meeting today about it. Like, has, has somebody called in, had an idea about maybe using the windshield wiper fluid as like a wet thing? Like, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Coach, I mean, it wasn't genius. It was just a guy question that came to my head, Coach. Well, I didn't even think about I, I didn't think about the liquid being able to squirt the girl. You know what I mean? I was thinking she would be, have to be on the windshield, but you're right. What you would do is you would do it, you know, like whenever you go to the McDonald's drive thru and you, you like put your. You can get the person on, behind you or whatever. It throws water on them. <laughs> it throws water on the person because the windshield wiper is going back and forth. Dude, you, can you turn your high beams that would on? That would be hilarious. Dude, you. you <laughs> Oh, excuse me, I think we got disconnected. <laughs> you can get, we should have got the car out. Is it okay if I put my car in four wheel drive? <laughs> but I mean, what's crazy? It's twenty dollars, and they don't even take off any of their clothes. Like I mean, if you're just going but, through for two songs, you got to pay twenty bucks to see them dance in bikinis. Like I bet what? it's I bet it's no, less than bikinis. They, oh, you think they got a nip slip? Yeah, I mean, you're you're not. Coach, they they said that you can still go out in a tent or something or like like there's a tent with a stage in it i don't know if you could see that from the car i wasn't quite understanding no, no, no. exactly eddie, eddie, what, if no, no, somebody, eddie, eddie. what if somebody i'm telling you opens the, the, the door tent like, has <laughs> the stages underneath and there's a barricade you drive through hey under what? these tents hey. and so there's girls on the stages as you're like they are five, six feet from you i'm telling you right now dude i guarantee if one of your boys is being funny or a little drunk in the back seat if he opens his door i bet a bouncer is on it and Two seconds. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about of that. Doorway, For sure. And he beats hey, the- <laughs> with a knife to pop your tires. Like, easy. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh man, weather permitting though. So if it's bad weather, they're not out there. Oh ah. right, right. Oh man, that's good. Dang, coach. Man, that's awesome. Hey, are we doing the uh, Miami Marlins? Uh, no. 
Okay. We did that last week, but we can play it again <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was so funny. I, I mean, if you want to play it again, like no. this is us no. calling last week. No, 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 no. All right. This is us calling last week. We played it last Wednesday, I think. On the, but if you missed that podcast, here's us calling, saying, "Hey, we're trying out for the Marlins because all them people had Corona. Hit it." Thank you for calling the Miami Marlins. Good afternoon, Miami Marlins. How may I direct your call? Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm just calling to see if you uh, need some players. I'm ready to try out. Oh, yeah! Let's go, Marlins! Well, give me your number. I'll call if we need to. Uh, yes, ma'am. Jason Gibble, man, businessman, making business deals, trying to get that money. And let me tell you, I was a heck of a right fielder back when I was 12 years old. I played for the Minnesota Twins of Balcones Little League, and I even made Balcones Red All-Stars. And I am happy to admit I'm a man, but I am a catcher. Yeah! Uh, we'll have a great one, okay? No, no, ma'am, ma'am. We, we are ready. We are ready to fill. Put me in, coach. Y'all got COVID players. You need some healthy guys. We're in Nashville. We've been in the bubble. We're ready to bubble now down in Miami. I just had my corona test, and I came back negative. I'm ready to play. All right. Well, you have a great one, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you not taking players? Whoa. We're not taking players. We got a nice squad back in Jupiter ready to go. But have a great day. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to throw him a piece of paper. Oh, listen, hit, hit, listen. Boom, I hit that. Oh. Whoa, whoa, man, 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 man. Wait, 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 wait. I can be a pinch runner. I'm fast as lightning. <laughs> she must have not thought you were fast as lightning, Coach. Oh, boy. idiots. Wait, which, which lady was nicer, her or the strip club lady? Dude, I got to give both people Let's props for actually dude. staying on the freaking phone with us. I would hang up. I've had jobs where I'm a telemarketer where, oh, yeah, the people called me. Yeah, and I mean... You can. You have the opportunity. If somebody's rude to you, uh, does this, swears, we could always hang up on them if they did that. So you have so many outs, and these people were courteous enough. I like that. I really do. People that take their jobs seriously, much respect. Because I, I would hang up on people sometimes if they, uh, if I didn't think they were going to make any money for me. If they, if it wasn't a sale. Yeah, but coach, you, that job didn't last very long, right? Coach, I was there for nine months, set all kind of records. But then, yes, they audited a lot of my calls, and they said that. I hung up on people. I wasn't courteous. I was rude. I didn't follow protocols, and I would tag their accounts with stuff without their permission. But, but yeah, I, I think they have to keep it professional because my I, I I talked to my wife about this, and she used to Sweetie, work. If we call a strip club, how many questions by law do they have to answer? If you don't mind answering that for me, no. Well, she, if I ask you a bunch of questions, how many questions do you think I can? get through before you slap me in the face <laughs> she used to work at the toyota center which was home to the houston rockets and when she was an intern she had to fill in for someone at the front desk while they went to lunch and they explained to her now look there here's these like 15 numbers of people that call all the time that are uh how do you describe how do you say it um pieces annoying. of shh no 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 <laughs> No, I'm trying to uh, the PC term. Waste of life. No, 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 no. no. Like they're um, they're uh, uh, pain in the they're ass. They're effing annoying. No, oh god, guys. Uh, Want to kill them? No, no, no. What is the what is the term that is not POSs? I I can't say the R word, but <laughs> oh, mentally oh, handicapped. Yeah, 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 they are um, mentally handicapped. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. we'll go with that. But 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 they were would, they really though, or you're just yeah? No no they, they like, I think they really well they thought they were because they would call up and want to talk about like what the team was doing and where did the coach eat dinner last night and ask all these questions. They're like, 
and they're really nice. And so we, we, we will talk to them. But if we do have another call, you'll tell them, hey, sorry, you know, Jimmy, I got to go. I got another call. <laughs> and so I think this lady at the, the Marlins probably thought we were like that, that we were one of those sure. calls that, For you know, sure they get all the time. Place that you call. <laughs> they think that you're mentally challenged. You know, they're like, wow, I just got off the phone with someone that's, uh, how do you say? <laughs> you think the girl that answered was a stripper? Yeah. What if they sure. take the calls now and then they strip later? That, that's a good question. I wonder if they the girl, if do. they rotate. <laughs> Like you got diamond on the side stage, you got sapphire on the main stage, and you got uh, raspberry on the front desk. The chick we're chatting with had a headset on and nothing else. Wow. Picture that. (laughs) You know what? I think I'm ready to go after that. Oh, coach. I thought that. uh, Go to the bathroom. Dude, I thought that drive through, uh, we were talking about it like it was right around the corner. It's right around the corner in another state. Well, I mean, I'm sure other states have them. It was the first in Texas. That's why it was a story. I don't know. Other strip clubs were doing it. I couldn't even, like, keep my... Dude, you know how hard we'd be laughing? Whoa, 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 whoa. Right. No. Right. No, but <laughs> on, what I'm saying is... inside? No, but I'm saying if you're in there with your boys in a drive-thru, like, you have to be busting up laughing. There's no way you can with a straight face yeah, just roll Yeah, and, hey, you're not supposed to have cameras in the strip club, but you're, you're cameraing that. You're Instagram live on that. Just not your boys. That's how stuff comes back and bites people. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great Wednesday, everybody. We're out of here. I don't have anything All else. Right. Eddie, you got anything? No, nah, man. I'm good. Oh, my that wife watched fine. that Unsolved Mysteries of the Alien ones that you were yeah. talking, you guys she talked about. Her? She goes, man, I don't know. That, that one got me believing. Man, it's so good. You know, like like I, I've seen, I think when like National Geographic or some of these channels have UFO stories, it's always one person. Yeah, man, I saw it and uh, it was crazy. And it took it, me. Up it's always and, a guy that lives out in the country. <laughs> yeah, but this is different in the way that like everyone in that town kind of saw it. And there were a lot of witnesses and even young people, old people saying that, yeah, I saw him. He made his body real weird as a big light and then he disappeared. It's like, whoa, this is crazy. Man, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen the episodes. Think, I've had friends that have think said there's a chance that they all right. I hear you communicate and said that all it's right. a yes. consensus. I, that's why it is believable. But I always have had friends and it's all every time. I guarantee it. I'll say it to my dying day. They've had something to drink or they've uh, had some illegal substances and they've said that they've seen something. But I have had friends who've said my brother said he saw one one night and yeah, he was drinking my my uh, friend's mom when we were younger, her and her best friend went shopping and they came home and they're like, oh, my God. There was a UFO following us home, and I'm like, and they were like, "We tried to lose them." I'm like, "Get out of here!" Like you guys went <laughs> to the bar. Tried to lose them. They said we tried to lose <laughs> they them. Tried so to lose we didn't. They said they didn't drive straight home, is what they said. They said they took a different route because they didn't want it to follow them home. And I'm like, "So you guys didn't go shopping? You've been at happy hour, and you're coming home, and this is your excuse why you're late." But they were dead serious. Okay. They, no, dead okay. serious. Dead <laughs> serious. For years, like every, they would say, "I'm not joking, guys." Like that thing tried to follow us home. Let me ask you guys, have you all experienced anything just absolutely crazy where no one would believe you, but you were there and you swore that it happened? Yes. But but people were with me. It was in the neighborhood. It was Forrest, myself. I think Aaron was there. My brother. Garrett. No, no. Batters box. Batters box. I don't know what happened if we 
threw a tennis ball at this white van or whatever, and it was chasing us throughout the neighborhood, right? And then we are at one point in the neighborhood, and we see these two, and this is on like a Friday night when we're kids, and there was two girls dressed up in like schoolgirl outfits with like their books. Uh, tell me more. Like Britney Spears? Yeah, I guess like a Catholic schoolgirl, whatever. And they had books. And were they singing "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time"? No, this was before yeah, that yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and at the same time, the white van comes around the corner, and I've never seen these girls before in my life. Okay, and this is my neighborhood. At the exact same time, we all said, "Oh, s, it's the white van," and we run. Never seen the girls again in my life. What did the white van have anything to do with anything? Yeah, it, it was chasing us throughout the night. Like we, we had thrown something at it, the, the white van or something. And when it turned the corner, we both said it, our group and those two girls said it the same exact time. And I had never seen the girls in my life and I never saw them again. Wow. And this is at two in the morning. I was, you know, probably midnight. On a weekend, it's kind of creepy to see like girls in that. That's what I'm saying, and they had school books. Like I'm telling you, it it sounds so because I don't believe in this alien crap. But that was the weirdest thing that's probably ever happened to me. Wow. All right, Ray. Um, honestly, I was trying to rack my brain. There's definitely instances, but just not top of mind. Let me think on it, boys. Yeah, we'll get us next podcast. Yeah, I'll bring you Jim back. Okay, Eddie? I have one. Okay. There we go. I, so, so down <sighs> I in the valley. I was probably, it was down in the valley, and I was probably. And the banditos got me, and they put me in a van, they put a paper sack over my head and said, we're taking you to Mexico. And you were like, no, I'm not. And you kicked out the van doors, and you jumped out. <laughs> 15, <laughs> maybe 14 years old, right? And, and and my dad had this deer lease. And it was me, my brother, a couple of my dad's friends, and my cousin. And we all stayed there. My dad would go stay at a hotel, but we stayed in this little house on the deer lease. We all went to bed and about, I don't know what time it was because I didn't see a clock or anything, but I get woken up. Did you not see the sun? This house, this house, no coach, it was in the middle of the night. It was still dark. Then that means it was midnight. One window, this, this house had one window and it was up high. It wasn't like a window you could stand up and look out of. It was like kind of like a, a sun window. Oh yeah. Oh, and a I skylight. Look, and I look up. And you saw and Jesus. I hear like <laughs> I hear mumbling. It was banging. outside. <laughs> and then I see lights coming in there. And I go, "Oh my gosh, there's someone outside." I look, I see my dad's two friends, I see my brother, I see my cousin and me. We're all in the house. We're all in the house and there's someone outside this house. Oh my gosh. So, they were probably there for about 10 minutes and then gone. I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning and I go, guys, did you guys hear anything last night? Like people and my cousin goes, whoa, did you hear something? Because I didn't see anything, but I heard something hitting the house over and over and over. And I was like, whoa, I didn't hear that. And then my brother goes, I saw a light come in. You know, I don't know what time it was, but I saw a light. I just figured it was one of you guys out there. I'm like, oh my gosh, something was outside that house. And we still, to this day, don't know what it was. Wow. That's weird. Your energy was believable, but it sounds like just a neighbor person walking around. 
and probably no or, or, this is a deer lease. Or, or probably a squirrel. The There's no one, no one out there. <laughs> a squirrel yeah. climbed yeah. on the roof. Main road. It was a raccoon. It was banging okay. against the trash can. Coach. With a flashlight. Yeah, they can hold a flashlight. They have opposable thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, it's a damn raccoon holding the flashlight. Oh, boy. Hey, guys, I saw it, and it was uh, actually a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Coach, to hear, hearing your story about the schoolgirls and the van and everything, I've always thought it'd be kind of fun because I like to walk the dog at night. I, I, I feel like it'd be fun someday, you know, to just kind of dress up like in a mask and a lantern okay. and like walk the dog Dude, in the middle of the night. You want to get shot. You know how, yeah, that, and you know how many kids, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, seriously, for the rest you want to ask, you want to ask your neighbors to be freaked out and pull a gun on you? <laughs> Dude, you will That's get how you shot. Do it. dress hey, up in a mask with a lantern. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not doing anything. I'm just walking the oh, dog. I, I, yeah, like, I'm gonna tell, them that, hey, tell them that when you got a bullet my, hole. Yeah, dude, you're going to have corona and buckshot. Yeah. Dude, you're not making it through <laughs> and 2020. Then, and then you're like, I wasn't doing anything. I was just doing this to scare people. <laughs> well, you scared them. Congratulations. You win. No, I wasn't scaring anyone. You can just say I was wearing a mask to be safe. You know, I don't want to spread corona. Oh, so you're wearing the Jason mask to save dark. corona. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? And then and then for the rest of people's lives, if they saw me walking the street, they could tell the story of like, man, one time I woke up in the middle of the night, looked out my window, and there was a guy walking down the street with a lantern. Dang. And, re- and then that's history true. repeat itself and continue on. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. I feel like that's why we have stories because of people probably said it'd be funny if we had two your two sisters man we can dress them up in their school grew office they can have books at like midnight and they'll scare the crap out of some kids <laughs> oh i mean <laughs> try and get back to me <laughs> like what i don't know i don't know i don't know if it's worth it Eddie, but do it <laughs> no nah, i'm just joking i would never do that okay no you're right i get shot yeah all right well have a great day everybody we'll see you later Anybody else got anything? All right, we're done. Yeah. Ray? I just looked up this haunted house my mom used to work at. Dang, your mom worked in a haunted house? It was a bed and breakfast, and so it was haunted. And honestly, the rocking chair would rock upstairs by itself. And I saw it happen with my own eyes, but it it can be explained. It was an older house, and it must have been a draft inside. And there must have been a. The way it was built, the foundation, something to where it would rock perfectly. If yes, if it maybe it was a little bit windier outside, but yes, it would, the rocking chair would start to rock, and as kids, it would creep us out. And, okay, and it, around Coach, school, what was the story that this old lady used to rock her baby in that rocking chair, and she she he died at midnight or something? What what's the story? And if you, it was a house, they said that people were died in. So that, yes, so there was a woman that would look out they the window. Died in. People had died in this bed and breakfast, apparently, and so then their ghosts would go throughout the house. One would sit on the rocker, and you would actually you could actually see the rocking chair move. And she would look out the window, and I never saw her looking out the window, but yes, I did see the rocking chair move. And if you guys want to look it up online, it's called Hood House Bed and Breakfast, and it's in Saratoga, Wyoming. And you can see this place. You can see the window up there, and man, and maybe some of the reviews say it's haunted. I'm actually clicking on them right now. 4.8 out of 5. Not bad for a haunted That's house. not bad. Um, it's a grand old home in a, li- in a little southern Wyoming town. Carol, the owner, is interesting and pleasant. I wonder if there was a review on my mom. That'd be crazy. No. Hey, now, there, there's a river here, like, a, probably about... 
20, 30 minutes outside of town. Yeah, the Mississippi. Oh, haunted. yeah, the Cumberland. No. It's a haunted it's river? literally outside your door. So they do haunted canoe tours. They do. I've actually like stopped. I've seen that, night. Coach. Hell yeah, let's do that. Bring the kids. Haunted canoe rides? I mean, Coach, I don't canoe, much less go on a haunted canoe ride. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a way not to make it back. It, what? So how? What happened to Ray? How? How did he pass? Uh, so he went on this nighttime canoe ride where there's rapids and S, and it's crazy out. And he did, wasn't a great there canoer. No rapids. And, and a goblin jumped out of the water. Ray flipped his canoe, and no, we never saw him again. No, and they're like, so was it haunted? <laughs> a uh, goblin? No, it wasn't haunted. It was just nighttime, and Ray wasn't a good canoer, and the rapid took him, and he drowned. <laughs> <laughs> Ray didn't have a life jacket on. Oh, okay. We lost Ray. Oh my gosh, was it haunted? No, it was just the middle of the night. <laughs> Coach, I have seen articles about that though, where you can do it. I I, I don't even know yeah. if it's just during Halloween or if it's year round. I think it's year round, Coach. Dang. But there's that, and then in Austin, which what they used to do was really cool, is you could watch Alamo Draft House would do. They would play Jaws. Oh, in the middle of the lake. So you would go sit out there in tubes or noodles and sit in the middle of the lake at night and watch Jaws. Oh, that's a little freaky. That's a little freaky. Yeah. I kind of like it, though. I kind of like it. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's that's go. Cool. Oh, man. All right. That's about all I got. Hey, what was the most shocking thing today, Eddie? What did you learn? Shocking? Oh, <laughs> I mean, for sure, Ray had to comb his dad's hair. Come on. <laughs> And it took for I mean for his head of hair it took at least twenty minutes each time because it, it was a process. Twenty minutes. Come on, coach, you're messed up, dude. I feel I'm sorry, coach. I'm yeah, sorry to go yeah. through all that. We shouldn't make fun of you. All right, bye, everybody. We shouldn't. That's why. You, that's why you have to drink two days out of the week. All right. <laughs> One. All right, uh, we're done. Yeah, we're done. All right, I'm buzzing. <laughs> Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. <laughs> 